Welcome to the Heart of the Athlete. This is Reggie Etheridge welcoming you to the radio program for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, featuring what God is doing in the hearts and lives of coaches and athletes in Idaho. Now, here are your hosts. Well, hey, folks, welcome to the Heart of the Athlete, the local SCA radio show here on KBXL 94.1 FM. I'm Ken Lewis, the director of SCA here in Idaho. And on Heart of the Athlete today is former, right, former NNU baseball player, Ryan Deering. Ryan, welcome to Heart of the Athlete. Thank you very much, Ken Lewis. Well, it's good to have you here. And, uh, and then also, Ryan, you are current status of you tell our listeners what's your what's your this adventure you're embarking on oh it's it's beyond overwhelming i would say it's exciting they get to join fca staff finally i former former baseball player thankfully now my body wasn't handling it very well anymore um no more school i just i'm recovering from surgery right now as well so i so slow recovery process there but you know through all of it there's been a lot of lessons learned and i finally get to join staff so no more school no more baseball all fca now i'm in the process i just got back from kansas city doing the boot camp um and from there i started to do my support raising and and do what i love to do and do it all for god's kingdom yeah so coming on staff with the fellowship of christian athletes here in southern idaho and uh, we're Boy, we're, I know Sean and I and the rest of our staff, we're excited about you joining us. And, and so tell us, you're going to be um, – currently you're coaching one of the FCA ba- youth baseball teams, right? Correct. Yeah, we have um, – right now we have – we have four softball teams actually, which is super cool. And right now we have two baseball teams, possibly three, depending on the age group and, and how things move forward and how, how, how God leads us in that. Um, but so I've, I've actually been coaching for the past couple of years with FCA baseball and I, uh, you know, worked closely with Sean and able to work some camps and, and go throughout that process. And right now we're doing our fall clinics once a day, once, well, once a week, have the kids come out, teach them baseball, teach them Jesus. It's been a great time. And then we're going to work through in the winter, spring and summer seasons to, to get some teams going and work, play for, um, Idaho club baseball and, and travels around for some tournaments and, play a part of fca yeah that's great and what what are the ages of our teams our our fca yeah. youth baseball teams right now right now we're working with a 10 year old team which has nine year olds and 10 year olds on it a 12 year old team which has 11 and 12 year olds on it and then a 14 slash 15 year team that has 13 14 year olds on it currently again we're kind of seeing where god leads us in that we don't have a set plan what we're going to do with it but we're seeing mm-hmm. we're seeing our numbers and how we how we go about doing that wow that's great. And I know we're just doing a one day a week clinic right now in the fall. Correct. And uh, some people might be thinking, well, gosh, man, what, what, you know, you're going to get behind those other club baseball teams or, you know, cause sports in a lot of, a lot of ways is really consumed a lot of families lives. And, and, you know, I, I hear it all the time, you know, with people, Oh, well, we got soccer, this or baseball, this or softball, that. And, but, uh, we're not doing that with FCA baseball in the fall and winter, are we? No, um, and it's, we want to honor that, especially as baseball is primarily a spring summer sport. We want to honor all the multi sport athletes, um, and we're so we're still fairly new into the baseball realm with FCA. We Sean and I were able to get the youth camp started three summers ago now, and from mm-hmm. there it's been a great learning curve. And we're, we're right now we're in the process of creating this idea of we have our primary one day a week Sunday clinic honoring the multi-sport athletes. But for those that aren't, we're also developing a program to where there are the two to four practices a week of, you know, weight training or, Mm -hmm. or hitting or defense or pitching, whatever it might be on top of the one day, one day a week as a whole team together. Mm -hmm. Well, um, that's great. And I know we live 
in Idaho for a reason. There's lots of things to do. And we want families to be able to, if they go hunting, if they go hiking, camping, you know, and especially at fall, there's lots of different, you know, whether it's waterfowl, which I know you love to hunt waterfowl or upland game or, um, it's, uh, and, and like you said, I, I love the fact that, you know, that, that we don't want to occupy their whole life and that, that sports is used to reveal and point to Jesus, not somehow be worshiped and be something that ends up you know, revolving our whole lives around it and, uh, and our kids' schedule. And so we we're, I, I'm just super excited with you and Sean and, and the rest of the crew, uh, with softball as well, just to, to do sports differently, to do it God's way. Yeah. God's moving and we're just trying to be obedient and listen. Yeah. Amen. Wow. That's so cool. Well, hey, that was kind of a long introduction, but I know <laughs> we just got done with a really cool event out at Falcon Crest Golf Course. It was the Bill Buckner Memorial FCA Idaho Golf Scramble. And uh, of course, Bill Buckner, former Major League Baseball player, and he was on our FCA board and he was a really good golfer too. And, um, but man, he, uh, uh, he passed away a few years ago. And we're fortunate to have his wife and his kids and his grandkids and his nieces and nephews, his brother, Bob, as well, involved with this event. But Ryan, you were out there too the other day, right? Yeah, I was, I was super excited. Um, I got back early in the morning from the boot camp in Kansas City. And by the um, way, this boot camp was the fundraising boot camp for to come on staff with FCA, right? Yeah, correct. SRS FCA training boot camp. Um, got back from that early at probably around 2 a.m., give or take. <laughs> and the golf course at 6.30, and I was talking to Sean, who is, who is my advisor, and you're going to be there? Oh, yeah, I guess so. I'll, I'll be there. I'll, I'll, I'll make it. <laughs> I made it out and you know, on a few hours of sleep, but I, I, I joked around with Ken the other day that you know my best ministry is done on five hours of sleep. <laughs> um, well. <laughs> but it was, it, was a, it was an amazing time. It's cool to see a bunch of people out there. You know, I, and I got to work. I was hole 18, which is supposedly the second hardest hole in all of idaho i was told very long um, lots of water yep bunch of sand yep and it was cool because everybody i got to see everybody that was out at the tournament i got to see people that have been golfing for 50 years and people that have been golfing for five hours um, so <laughs> it was time. it was yeah it was super cool to be able to yeah. converse with everybody and 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 fellowship in that way yeah well it was a great event and so many golfers and so many local businesses i think 57 uh, local whole sponsors and then some flag sponsors. Just we're so grateful, aren't we, Ryan? Just yeah, it was the, incredible. The golfers and all these businesses and and people that uh, not only love FCA but love the Buckners and love uh, you know various people on our board that that love Jesus and they want to see the FCA ministry um, continue and and be successful as far as. Um, just supporting it with getting resources to kids and to athletes and coaches and providing for staff and our support. So if you're listening here this morning and uh, uh, you were at the golf tournament or you were at the golf scramble and uh, or you supported by being a whole sponsor or a flag sponsor, we just want to tell you again, thank you. Appreciate your support and thank you. And, and a lot of those funds too are going to be put towards um, uh, scholarships for kids to go to camp and uh, we've been blessed over the years to be able to do that. And uh, so many generous folks, right, Ryan? Oh, Just yeah. That have supported kids to go to camp. Yeah, and, uh, incredible. 
Yeah. So thank you so much. And then I know, like you mentioned, you know, we've been doing the FCA youth baseball camp. You've been a part of that since you were an athlete at NNU. We want to talk about that too, but we, um, you guys been doing that. And then, and part of, because of this, you know, what's been happening with those camps, it's, it's really, now we're seeing the fruit of these teams that are a result of the, these youth teams, parents and, and kids wanting to do baseball differently, wanting a different experience than, than what's out there. And so we're excited. Like you said, we're just following God, what he's, his leading. But I know we had, you, you were a huddle leader and, uh, and that's how I got to know you originally, right? Yep. Four years ago. <laughs> yeah. And you were a huddle leader. We as college athletes as the huddle leaders at the big camp. And so you came to that camp and ended up coming as a result prior to that, uh, to be an athlete here at, at Northwest Nazarene. Tell us what it was, it's been like to be a huddle leader at camp. This, you've had what, three or four summers now doing this. Four summers. Yeah. First summer theme was let's go moving into the COVID summer actually. Um, and that theme was, that was a hundred percent. Yep. And then two summers ago, pursue this last summer, uh, every, um, mm. and each camp has just been, it's been different in its own way, but mm-hmm. each one just as uplifting. And this last camp itself was to me, the most, the most powerful experience I've had in my life. Um, there, I think there's a lot of power to the theme every, um, you look at the, the FC, every athlete, yeah, every coach lead, every, every coach and athlete into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. Um, that's, that's the mission. Um, mm-hmm. and it's so, it's so applicable. And even we had FCA, we had what's called the four, you know, God loves you sin separates you from God. Jesus rescues you. And what are you going to do about it? I, I say, what are you going to do about it? It's, it's we're supposed to be, will you trust him? But I like the challenge yeah, of yeah, what are you going to do yeah, about it? What are you going to do about that? Um, and now no, having this information, know that Jesus loves you so much, but yeah. yet we're separated by sin. And there's no better way to reach every mm-hmm. than, than the gospel itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, this camp specifically, uh, it was, it was a major uplifting moment for me because, you know, I, I, I'm, I think we're going to dive into a little bit about, you know, my baseball career, I had many great experiences, but nothing has amounted to the experiences I've gained from coaching this past couple summers and past couple years. It's been an absolute blessing, but at a certain point it actually got exhausting and, and kind of, it kind of felt to me like, why, why am I doing this? Um, and granted that was when I was also playing ball and in and, and school. So it was pretty tiring for me. And I got to this last summer camp kind of thinking, you know, why, why am I doing this? Um, what's the purpose? And, you know, I, I, I have a quote, we have a, we have a list here of all of the, the encouragements and, and reflections of, of campers that came. And, you know, I found one Is of there them. there a few of them you want to yeah, share? There's, there? there's, one, there's one here from, from one of my huddles or one of my campers. Um, it, yeah, it says, this camp helped me beat my depression and suicidal thoughts through my huddle leader and teammates. Um, and that's Jesus. Yeah. That's, it was, that's the Lord, isn't it? It, I, I couldn't have done it. It wasn't me. It's not my job to save. That's the, that's Jesus. Yeah. Um, it's his job. And it was, it, this happened, the camp goes from Monday to Friday and you know, we had a big open, we, all of us, we had, a, had the biggest huddle. We had 13 kids and all of us were just bawling our eyes out Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. And it was, and that usually, if that happens at all, it's usually the last night, Thursday night, maybe even Wednesday night, but there was Tuesday night super early. And we were able to just build from there and, you know, great fellowship with these guys. Um, but that, that quote right there, I mean, specifically to me, that was, I, I had a personal relationship with, with this, with this camper. And, and from there, it's like, um, this is, this is why God is using me as a vessel for his kingdom. That's why he made you. Yeah. It's and, your purpose. Yeah. Amen. And building from there. Yeah. And you know, that's just, I mean, there's, there's 10, 15 pages in this packet full of these 
amazing stories and, and testimonies of these campers that come yeah. to this camp. And, you know, this camp was the biggest we've had by far. I mean, I believe last year it was 45, give or take, huddle leaders. This year we had 65. Mm-hmm. The year before, 360 to 380 campers. This year, mm-hmm. 420. And the camp this year, the, the overall theme was was revival. I mean, and, mm-hmm. and my for my position in it and as a huddle leader, I mean, this, the, you know, the beat my depression and suicidal thoughts. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's revival. And at the end, and of camp, like you said, only Jesus can do only that. Jesus. And yeah. at, at the end of camp, we provide the campers an opportunity to come up and share. And the first camper gets up there and talks about their, their depression and suicidal thoughts and, and how they've been mm-hmm. saved. And then I, I don't, I don't have the statistic. I don't, it doesn't matter a whole lot, but I mean, I would say any half of the kids that came up, there were talking about, they have, they're beating mm-hmm. their suicidal thoughts now. And if that's not revival in in this in this community, I, I don't know what is. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a, it's a race to our kids' hearts these days, and uh, the enemy is is trying to steal and kill and destroy. And uh, but the Lord is not, and the Lord is is true. And and it's cool. The, all the 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 Bibles that we give out, each camper gets one of those Bibles, and it, it's so cool to hear parents talk about how hey you know, what happened to my kid? They're like, now they're, they're, they're reading the Bible. They're reading the Bible every day. They're reading, you know, they're using their SCA Bible and it's all tethered and it's, they've been using it and it's marked up. And so that's, those are so encouraging oh, as yeah. well, isn't it? Yeah. So. I, I think another very powerful notion too is um, it's, it's a requirement to come to the camp, no phones. Yeah. And at the, at the boot camp, that's it's a tough sell, <laughs> isn't it? Sometimes. Um, but it's, it's such a powerful experience. And I, we're at the boot camp. Um, our advisor, Micah, he, one thing that he said was the younger generation is the most connected and disconnected generation that we have today. Mm-hmm. It's super easy to reach out through a text, through social media today, nowadays, but sitting down and having a one-on-one discipleship coffee meeting yeah. conversation yeah. it's it's harder now and that's and so yeah. having having these kids get rid of their phones and actually invest in in others around them seeing what it's like to give rather than to receive is yeah oh my gosh yeah. <laughs> well i know just for some kids to give up their phone there's anxiety in that you know just in that in and of itself and for the parents too yeah because they want to stay connected with yeah. their kid yeah they're worried so well, folks, if you just joined us here today on Heart of the Athlete, visiting with former NNU baseball player, Ryan Deering, who's uh, coming on staff with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. So, well, hey, Ryan, uh, you know, we just talking about camp, but yeah, you just finished up your career playing baseball. I know you got a little scar, uh, n- not a little scar. It's kind of a big scar. Three and, and a half, four inches. Elbow there. <laughs> and um, you had a special experience coming to NNU, getting to know head coach Joe Schaefer and uh, and the rest of the staff, but your team. And, and you guys, I know you were a leader and a starter on that team, and uh, you got an opportunity to do something that no other NNU baseball team had ever done. Um, not this past season, but the season before, a year and a half ago, you guys qualified and won the GNAC, won the, won the tournament, I uh, got through regionals, got to go to the World Series for Divi- NCAA Division II. Uh, tell us a little bit about that, what that experience was. And I mean, you, it was an incredible year, wasn't it? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> there, it's, it's a story you can't, you can't write up. I'll rewind, to rewind a little bit, actually, for me personally, my, part of my calling into FCA ministry is, is because I'm playing baseball. And that out of high school, I did not want to play baseball 
I didn't know what I wanted to do mm-hmm. for my life, but I did. I knew I didn't want to play baseball. I wanted to go pursue a degree and and go from there. And you know, God just kept opening the door, and I ended up actually playing for a local junior college where I'm from in Tri Cities called Columbia Basin Community College. And and same thing after that. I had two years there, and after that, I was I don't want to play baseball. I I'm done. I want to move on. I want to pursue this ministry degree because at this point, I knew I wanted to do, go into ministry. But again, God kept opening the door, and lo and behold, here I am in Nampa, Idaho, of all places. Never thought I was going to be here at NNU, and you know, our first year, we, uh, we, we, I love, I love how Coach Schaefer, um, I, I can't use his first name. I'll never be able to use his first name. He'll always, he'll always be <laughs> coach. coach to me. Uh, but he, uh, I love the way he, he wrote goals about our preseason. We always challenge ourselves. We always play really good ranked teams. And so we actually, our first preseason, my very first year at NNU, I was a center fielder, leadoff batter. And, uh, we ended up going up two and six in preseason not good but then we go into the gnac play and we were seven and one for the for the first two series and then next next team is on their way down and COVID hit and you know obviously don't need to go into that whole story but you know fortunately being in in idaho and where we are we were able to come back to school the net for the following year and there was a, we were we were ready we had a vengeance we were, we were ready to get back after it um vengeance probably isn't the right word we were just way we were just very excited to get back on the field and mm-hmm. compete again and uh, hungry went, hungry there you go yeah. <laughs> went through the fall got got to spring and again we played um some really good teams we ended we started with we started with c of i that was a fun series we always liked to play local local rivalry. Idaho, yep. yeah. and then we went down to play carlotta mesa who was ranked second at the time and very first game we we played them in two games we beat them 18 to 6 and that's when we knew something special was about You're to happen like, this year. Like what just happened? Number two team in the nation <laughs> beat them eighteen to six, and we, we knew something special was about to happen. We ended up losing the game of game two, but you know throughout the season we were just we were crushing it. Our our conference play we went twenty one and three, um, only only losing three games. And you know from there we went to the G, we had the GNAC tournament, hosted the GNAC tournament. And By the way, GNAC stands for Greater Greater North Last. Ath- yeah, Great Northern Athletic Conference. Yeah, and so. The cool story behind this too is Western. They were our, they were our competition. They Western, were, Western Western Oregon. Oregon, yes, excuse me. And they went they went nineteen and five that season, so not too far behind us. And they their half their team ended up getting COVID and they couldn't play us in the GNAC tournament. So we ended up beating Central Washington, um, but it didn't felt it didn't feel real. It didn't feel like we won the GNAC because Western wasn't because what because Western wasn't there. Not that not that Central was a was a because they're tough too. They were they were tough too, but it just it didn't feel real because our because Western wasn't there. And so fast forward, winning this, we ended up getting a, an automatic bid into the regional tournament. And one of the first times NNU has been to the NCAA tournament, if not the first, I don't exactly remember that on that to be honest. But and we ended up getting to host, which was a super cool experience. And it was the first time that we had allowed fans throughout the year from COVID. So the atmosphere was absolutely incredible. What we ended up playing Western because Western was back by this point. They got the they got they got the, automatic bid back in yep, too. They got a yep. They got a bid into it, and uh, they we played them first round and we lost. They they upset us two to one. So then we had to come back and play the number one team in the entire region, Azusa Pacific, and we ended up actually beating them uh, three to two. Our pitcher Sasha had an amazing performance, and I'm dragging this out a little bit, but this is, oh, no, this is a very this very is very good. powerful story and. You know, so we, we ended up beating the number one team in the region. Then Western comes out. It's actually super cool because Western is playing Azusa. And, you know, if Azusa lost, they were done. It was, and we were, so we were rooting on Western hard. And there was a fun little atmosphere there. But they ended up beating them. Azusa was gone. So it was just us and Western. The regional tournament winner gets to go to the World Series. Top eight teams in the nation at D2 level. And we're losing 5-2 to two going into the last inning. And we, we lose. We're done. And Western goes. We had to beat them twice. 
Long story short, two outs, we get a base hit, we get another base hit, home run ties the game. Uh, next batter gets hit by a pitch, next batter hits a home run, we win. And it, the atmosphere was electric. Next day, we had, I think our stadium holds 200, 250 people. There were 400 people there. Mm-hmm. And it was just packed. And we ended up winning that next game too. And it's just amazing. And we ended up going to the World Series. Where was that at? The World <clears throat> Series was in North Carolina, Cary, okay. North Carolina. And that was a fun experience in itself. And, but I, I explain all this to mention that, you know, I never wanted to play baseball throughout all this until, and I got to NNU. Of course, I still had a passion for it. I loved the game, but I never would have planned being here and you know i had a i had a by the grace of god i had an amazing season i, I earned I earned a few awards that that were that were i was very proud of and you know go fast forward to the world to the, to the playoffs actually i was struggling i was not playing very good because i set way too high expectations on myself it's like i got i'm lead off center fielder i gotta do good i gotta be the one to to stand out here and i put way too high expectations on myself, and the burden was heavy and i ended up not performing very well we get to the World Series, um, and we had a, we're the eighth seed, the lowest seed. We had to play number one seed, and they were, they were good. Uh, <laughs> we ended up losing that game, and then going into game two on the way on the road, I was like, you know what? Like, it's time to make a change. Um, time to make a big change. And I so on the way there, I ended up. There's a song by Imagine Dragons called Roots, uh, and, I, and one of the lyrics says, "Go back to your roots." And I was like, you know, that, you're, that's so right. Mm-hmm. Throughout, I had been playing great all year. I know I can do it. And I, I at that moment, I, I, I kind of bowed my head and prayed like, God, help me remember my roots in, the, mm-hmm. in this game, what it means to play for you. Yeah. And I didn't have a great game, but I ended up hitting a triple in it. And that moment to me was super special. I actually have a scar on my right elbow from diving into third base mm-hmm. <laughs> that got a little, got a little raspberry there. But for me, that was just a big moment because it's like, that's, it's, it's, you got to keep life simple. I've mm-hmm. learned that throughout all this. You got to keep life simple, otherwise it's going to come. It's going to it's going to get after you. There's a, a there's a guy, he, a professor that asked. He had a cup of water in his hand. He asked his students, "How much does this glass weigh?" And sixteen ounces, twelve ounces, and saying, "Well, it doesn't matter how much it weighs because right now it's nothing. But the longer and longer I hold on to it, I can't. It gets heavier and heavier mm-hmm. and heavier and heavier. You have to mm-hmm. be able to set it down. Um, you had to set down these burdens and I was carrying the burden of the expectation of doing good. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that wake up call for me also, there's a, there's a, some, uh, for some ESPN reporter, not, not big time ESPN, but one of the smaller ones that tweeted out said NNU's, uh, lead off, lead off position needs a change. And I was like, Oh boy. <laughs> so anyway, but it, and I actually ended up batting at ninth in the world series, but mm-hmm. either way. And then fast forward from, so we ended up, we ended up losing, we ended up six in the nation, but still an amazing, incredible experience. Yeah. And, you know, through all of this, I'd been battling injuries. I had a hip injury during that. And then fast forward to the next year, my, my senior season and around Halloween, I found out that, uh, I had, oh, there's pain in my elbow and I, I didn't know what it was. And I went and got an MRI and said, you have a high grade partial tear in your elbow. I said, you need to get the surgery for Tommy John surgery. If those who don't know Tommy John, it's a very common baseball injury in your UCL, uh, ulnar collateral ligament. And it takes about eight to 12 months to recover from it. And and so I, I said, no, I, I'm not getting the surgery. It's not fully mm-hmm. torn. I can play. I'm not going to get the surgery. I want to be able to play. And, you know, it was actually, you mentioned I'm a, I was a lead off center fielder starter. I act this year. Mm-hmm. I actually didn't start every game because I was struggling through injuries. And, and because of that, I also wasn't playing very good. So I, w- I started probably 60, 70% of the games, but I wasn't a full-time starter anymore. Right. And that was another big mental battle. And it was, you know, through all, all these years, I just couldn't imagine writing the story myself and how God led me through all these lessons and mental battles and physical battles to lead me to where I am now, which is coaching this, um, this new generation. Yeah. And 
It's I, I you know, so we've been, cool. been to the World Series. I've been to a college level World Series, an amazing experience, but that will never, ever come close to the experience I've had coaching in just these yeah. last two years because of how God's led me through it all and, and given me the tools to be able to do this. That's so cool. Wow. Well, we just uh, are grateful to see what God's doing in you and, and uh, how God's prepared you and continuing to prepare both of us, right, for Absolutely. what he has for us. and. Well, folks, we've been visiting today on Heart of the Athlete with Ryan Deering, originally from the Tri-Cities area, came down to Nampa, Idaho to play baseball at NNU and gotten involved in FCA the last four years and now coming on staff. So, well, if you're wanting to get more information about the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, you can go to fcaidaho.org. And uh, if you want to get in touch with us, and uh, it, I know Ryan's uh, doing his support raising. So if you want to, just like a missionary that's going overseas, he's going to be a missionary here going into the baseball world. And uh, maybe maybe a high school or two, we might give you a, a high school huddle, right? Yep. We, we talked about oh, yeah. that too. So if you want to support Ryan, you're welcome to do that, and uh, we can get more information to you about that. So And also, if you have if you want information on the baseball teams, that's, that's also right. on there. The interest form is on there if you want to fill that out, and that email will actually go to me, and I'll, I'll, be, I'll be able to reach They'll out and contact with you. Yeah, and if That's you have great. any questions, yeah. I'll be happy to answer any. Yeah. Well, Ryan, thanks for being on Heart of the Athlete today. Thanks, thanks for having me. Thanks for listening today. If you are interested in getting involved with FCA or would like to donate to the FCA ministry, you can contact us through the FCA Idaho website at fcaidaho.org. Join us next week for the Heart of the Athlete, a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Idaho and KBXL, The Voice. Yeah.